Hi, I'm Ted Raddick with the Courier Sports Department, and I'm here with Dave Hahnemann, who covered Finley High's overtime loss game tonight to Upper Arlington. Uh, 49-48, right, Dave? Nope, 49-42. 49-42. Uh, Second straight week of overtime for the Trojans. Right. Uh, it, it's been a tough luck kind of season for the Trojans. And after both games, Coach uh, Mark Ritzler said, you know, we're just one play away, one play here, one play there. Got to get the other team's uh, offense off the field sometimes. And, uh, you know, they've given up 49 points in, uh, tonight. They gave up uh, 34 points last week. And it's not a bad defense. I mean, they've got a lot of kids back. When he says they're only a play away, the thing that strikes me is I think they're about two or three players away because you need a, uh, sometimes you just need a stud player to come through and make that play for you. They've got 59 kids in the roster. The first two nights have been hot, sweaty, or uh, humid. You're going to lose a kid now and then, even if he just has to come out and take a break and get rehydrated. But I think with Finley, uh, when, they're, when those kids come out and you've got to put another kid in, you don't have that Division One, not Division One college, Division One high school kid. Right, so you're saying that there's a drop-off between the first and second level of talent. There is, and I think it's a numbers thing. they got 59 kids on their varsity roster. If they had uh, five or six more kids that could come in and compete at the same level as some of those starters, I think it may have been a little different. I don't know if their record would be different or not because they're playing good teams. They're playing playoff caliber opponents, and those teams are going to make plays. You know, you mentioned Finley High being a player or two away each game. Um, how do you see this t team developing over the course of the season to where maybe if the same situation arises, maybe in week seven, week eight, week nine, are they going to be able to make those plays? They, I think they will, Ted, because each week we've seen a couple of other kids step up. Somebody's making an impact. Tonight it was the Isaiah Moore kid. Uh, he cost him a turnover because he fumbled the one kickoff thing. But everything else this kid did was amazing. I mean, he's a small little guy. He's 5'7", 150, but he's amazingly quick. He's got great moves. On his, t He had a touchdown catch tonight, and on that one he caught it between two defenders. Both had a chance to get him down. And as small as he was, he was tough enough, he was quick enough, he was fast enough to get through him and score the touchdown. It was at a key point in the game, too. And, th and this is not a big power Finley High team. I mean, th this this speed, this quickness, this shiftiness, that's what the Trojans are going to have to rely on. Am right, I right, right. And um, Adam Gilbert had a big night tonight. He had 12 receptions, 161 yards. Uh, they're going to need that kind of thing. And teams are going to try to take those guys away from Finley. So Finley needs to develop that second and third kid. Last week it was their two linebackers, uh, Eubanks and Mormon. Both came through and had, I thought, great games. But they're not getting, right now, 11 guys having real good games. They're having a guy here, a guy there. And uh, knowing Mark Ritzler and knowing his staff, they're going to get these other guys involved. They're very young. I think their starting defense tonight had two seniors in it, uh, a couple sophomores, the rest are juniors. So they got some young kids. And there's some... Um, I'm not going to push them, but there's some good kids coming up, like in the freshman class, but you can't really throw them in now. Right. Eventually, Finley's going to play Central Catholic and Whitmer and Fremont Ross, and you can't throw those freshmen in against those guys. Right. 
Well, um, next week, Finley High goes on the road. They'll be playing at Toledo Start. And, you know, when, when I think of Start, I think of the City League, and I think, you know, not such good football. I mean, admittedly, Start's probably the class of that league. But this would seem to me to be a game where Finley can go up there and build a little confidence. Yeah, they'll build confidence by getting a win. They're going to have to win this game, I think. Uh, I saw a preview, and I don't know how much of it to believe, that Start had 44 lettermen and 32 seniors. Their two scores, uh, they lost to Clyde, and they beat um, – they, they, they won tonight. They beat somebody. I forget which team it was. But they've scored 27, 28 points in those games. And I'm thinking with 44 lettermen uh, – you're going to have some more breakaway talent than that, right? And they and they haven't played Division One opponents really. They've played Division Two II and Three schools. Although Clyde's pretty decent, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh, everything I've seen and read, and, and you know me, I do. I, I like to do a lot of research. <laughs> but uh, from what I've seen, the city league is coming up. Coaches are sticking around longer. Uh, they're getting uh, more of the quality athletes that are walking the halls. They're getting them out in, on the on the football teams. Yeah, Most. I think, uh, Unfortunately, you can ask uh, Fostoria High School about that one tonight. They <laughs> they kind of got whacked by uh, by Scott. Uh, so yeah, I mean th- th- this is really looms large for Finley. I mean you can't go zero and three and right. expect to rebound from that. Especially go zero and three as you're jumping into the track because you're going to open up with Fremont Ross at Fremont, uh, big rivalry game, and they're going to love to beat Finley if they get the chance because those games have always been close. And then they play uh, up at Toledo St. Francis. So there are winnable games on the schedule. They've got to get some because they're playing real hard. They're busting their butts. And when kids do that, they need something. They need a reward. They need and, And rewards in high school football are wins. Okay. Thanks a lot for your for your time, Dave, and uh, we'll be right back here. We're going to try and, and get Jamie Baker in here to talk a little more football. The Bubba. We're back with Jamie Baker. Hello, Jamie. How you doing, Ted? I'm uh, good. Talking about week two of the high school football season here. Um, what is the most surprising thing that you saw today when you came back or scores, whatever? I can't say I'm surprised by it, but I I continue to be impressed with Mohawk. They uh, they beat Hopewell Loudon by twenty again tonight uh, after a, a nice win week one. Um, this team keeps rolling. Winford lost tonight. To Edison. Okay. Uh, the intent's wide open. It is wide I open. Can't wait to see how this plays out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of. Pretty decent football teams in the N10 this year. You know, of course, Winford, the top dog until somebody knocks him off. Mohawk, Kerry's got a pretty good team. They lost tonight to Galleon, but, uh, you know, there's no shame in that losing to a Division Four school. And, of course, uh, you know, Upper Sandusky won again. They they beat a kind of a outman Mount Gilead team tonight. Uh, but they're on a roll now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how, they, how things pan out for them once they uh, enter the N10 because I think – you know, the more confidence they get, uh, the better uh, they'll look and uh, the more chances they can beat some of those big dogs. And I'll tell you who else looked good to me tonight, uh, just from seeing the score and in reading the, the summary. Lipsick put a 30-point beating on Grove. Uh, 
I continue to think that's the team to beat in the Blanchard Valley Conference. But you you better watch out, though. You know, Liberty Benton, uh, they're a young football team, and they're 0-2 right now. And we'll see what happens coming up because, you know, their backs are against the wall now. They're 0-2. But their two losses are one-point losses to Winford and a one-point loss to Archbold. And there's no shame in that. And nope. you won't find – uh, very many football teams in the Blanchard Valley Conference traditionally as good as Archbold and Winford. Right, and guess who plays next week? Lipsick at Liberty Benton. How about uh, that? Boy, that should be a real dandy. I'm sure you're looking forward to that next week, aren't you? Yep, I am. I guess the thing that, that struck me today uh, looking at the scores and uh, checking things out was I was kind of surprised that Arcadia lost tonight. But maybe not so much that they lost tonight, but the the margin of victory. They lost 48-3. to That surprised me. It broke Toledo Christian's 13-game losing streak. The last time they won a game was an eight-man game against St. Wendland two years ago. So that's – I don't know. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough start for the Redskins this year. It's a tough start for North Baltimore this year. Uh Van Lou had a twenty to nothing lead and lost twenty eight to twenty. So these teams all get to play each other at some point this year, and they get to to work it out work it out amongst themselves who's going to get those wins. In fact, next week it'll be Arcadia taking on North Baltimore. So one of those two teams will be able to get on track and uh, hopefully start to you know just get some positives going in it. That's the main thing. But the, the one thing that you do have to realize that some of the people in the outlying areas might not realize it, this is fair week for Hancock County, right. and, and that is a big distraction for the county schools. And sometimes it plays into what happens on this Friday night. Well, I know there, there's nothing coaches love more than seeing their routines broken. And I'm being sarcastic, of course, when I say that. <laughs> Uh, football coaches are creatures of habit, and, man, they just hate this week. They hate it. Uh, yeah, they do. And uh, we have the, the Wyandotte County Fair and the Hardin County Fair right, coming up, so right. uh, those schools will get a chance at that too. So, all right, that'll wrap up week two. I got to be up early going to Columbus Grove for the Columbus Grove Invitational tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Hopefully there will be brownies. Uh, I doubt if there will be brownies, but there will be a lot of good cross-country running, and uh, we'll check it out. So we'll talk to you again next week. Take care.